There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome into NFL Friday, special Thanksgiving weekend edition of WFUV Sports' NFL podcast. I'm Bridge Gotham, joined alongside Ryan Whiteman. And Ryan, we're here to talk a lot about the NFL. Mainly, this is sort of a Saturday edition of NFL Friday because there's so much action to break down from Thanksgiving Thursday. First, I want to ask, how are you doing? How's your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Yeah, I had the luxury of watching the Cowboys game with a Cowboys fan. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, as a Giants supporter myself, it, it certainly wasn't the outcome my my family and I had hoped for. Um, yeah. A good first half for the Giants. They kept pace with the Cowboys. They held a six-point lead at the half, but yeah, no, were, definitely they were just shut yeah. out in the second half pretty much. I mean, aside from that backdoor cover of a touchdown at the very end for the Giants, it, they were really shut out in the second half, and it was yeah. it was frustrating to watch the defense break down and their offense grow stagnant. And I think yeah. it really it, you can really attribute that to a lot of things. I think everyone's going to say the lack of a true wideout weapon because – Darius Slayton made one of the coolest catches I think I'd ever seen in that first half, um, picking up like a 40 to 45 yard catch. But if Darius Slayton's your main number one wideout weapon, I just don't think you can be competing for a playoff spot. And while the Giants are competing for a playoff spot, it is those hopes are not growing slimmer, but you were seven and two not too long ago. Now you're seven and four. Yeah. You're not feeling as comfortable as you were before. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a little bit iffy on the Giants, especially this year, because a lot of their wins seem to be very close for the most part. They rely very heavily on Saquon Barkley. And in terms of receiving, they've just lost a lot of guys to injuries. Sterling Shepard, they lost pretty early. Um, Wandale Robinson, they lost yeah, last week uh, yeah. against the Lions, which was that's an ACL, so he's done for the season. Yeah. Um, and, and Kenny Galladay is not the guy you yeah. thought he was when you signed him. So no. a lot yeah, of question Daniel, marks. Yeah. Daniel Jones, uh, kind of iffy. I, I, I never, I didn't really, I, I don't, I don't love him. Honestly. I think the giants definitely need someone else. I don't know who that would be, but yeah, yeah they yeah. definitely need the team needs work, but I mean, they're winning games, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. So you break up a lot of great points because Let's remove the last two losses. You were looking at a seven and two team that won a lot of games and played way above expectations. And yeah. to your point before, well, they kind of exceeded those those preseason expectations. I think their win total out of Vegas was four or five, and their win total from last year was four. So they exceeded those expectations rather early. But when you look at the teams that they played, 
you see a Bears team, you see a Panthers team, you see a Texans team, you see a lot of teams that you're supposed to beat. And while they did pick up a couple of quality wins against the Packers and the Ravens, the Packers turned out to not be as good of a football team as you thought when you beat them. And the Ravens are probably your best win of the season. I think the Titans win was also really good on the road. Um, But you have some questionable losses, mainly the – not the Seahawks loss. The Seahawks loss was a tough one, but I think it was the Lions loss that really – you're like, oh, man, I don't know about this because when you look at the schedule, you saw Texans-Lions back-to-back at home. Those are two games you really want to win. And if you want to make the playoffs in the National Football League, I think 10 wins is that mark that you have to hit. And while it's not impossible to make them at, let's say, 9-8 and or 8-9, and I think you want to feel comfortable about making the playoffs. That's 10 wins. Giants still three wins away with six games remaining. They have to go 500 the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely moving. They're definitely making progress. I think Brian Daybold's great coach. And I think, I mean, this is the first time in, as long as I can remember at least, that the Giants have had a winning record. Jets too. No, it, no, and it's it's been really awesome. I mean, I've I've been beat reporting for for FUV for the Giants, and it's been it's been a lot of fun because I spent some time with the organization last year, and it was just an abysmal time to be there because they they won I think four games. It was four and thirteen, and yeah, like four or five, yeah. four or five. It was horrible. Um, yeah, you know, just really really tough. And when you went to this season, their team, their roster, more or less was was the same. They picked up a couple of rookies, right? Uh, yeah. But no big free agent acquisitions. No reason for you to think that this team is going to be significantly better than it was last year. But yeah. but it goes to show that with good coaching, you really can make the most out of these players, which is something that I don't think Judge was able to do last year and the year before is get the fullest potential out of these players. And I think to go back to what you were saying about Daniel Jones, he may not be the guy, but Brian Dable has taken full advantage of Daniel's skill set which is that play action over the middle. And it's not throwing the deep ball, but it is using your legs because Daniel Jones, they have a lot more concepts that are geared towards his strengths. And I think that that's what you have to do as a good coach is you hide those weaknesses, which are throwing the deep ball. I think for Daniel, he's not, he's not a deep threat quarterback. He just isn't. Um, And I think it's, you know, using the ground game effectively handing off, but also running outside that pocket because Daniel Jones, he may not look like he's a super fast runner, but he is. He can make he can make defenders miss. Yeah. And I think um having Saquon for I mean, it's probably he's probably gonna finish out the year at this rate. Um it's hard to remember yeah. a year where Saquon played the whole time. So that's definitely helping a lot too. Yeah, you have to look, I think, back to definitely his rookie and sophomore years in, in the NFL. Rookie year especially was when the number two pick sort of felt like it was the right choice. You're like, all right, we made the right yeah. choice. This guy's great. Um, he looked great at Penn State, so that's why you took him so high. And then the last couple of years before now, not so much. Not that his play was poor, but just that he wasn't on the field enough. And that's not yeah. necessarily his fault. You can't control injuries. But, yeah, it's yeah. really going to come down to the health of Saquon Barkley. Because I think the first thing you said when you talked about the Giants is they're a very one-dimensional offense. They run through Saquon Barkley quite literally. And if you take that threat away where it be like he gets hurt, or you're just able to neutralize him, the Giants' offense yeah. becomes a lot weaker. Especially in this game, because the Cowboys' run defense was – there was nothing getting through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Micah Parsons, their whole front seven is unbelievable. And even their secondary was able to to lock down some Giants' defenders. And I think when you look at the Cowboys' offense, first off, I want to say this. The Cowboys are a better team than the Giants. There's no disputing that. They've now swept the Giants in the regular season. 
Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And I don't think Dak Prescott is an amazing quarterback, but he's much yes. better than Daniel Jones. And he showed that yesterday. He made some real or not yesterday, but on Thursday. We're recording this on Saturday. He yeah. made some really, really good throws. And CeeDee Lamb, man, like he made some really impressive catches, like some some stuff that I just did not see him making. And I have to give yeah. him a lot of credit because the Cowboys, they let Amari Cooper go this offseason. They made some questionable moves, but I think using CD Lamb as that number one receiver has really benefited them. Yeah, I think one of my problems with the Cowboys, at least, is one of the reasons why I said it's fun to watch a Cowboys game with a Cowboys fan it's, is because a lot of times the Cowboys are coached abysmally. Yeah. <laughs> and this was definitely a good example of that. Because yeah. I, I, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people saying that the Giants outcoached the Cowboys. And watching the game, I definitely agree with that. Oh, yeah. No, they, they put themselves in the position to win, but they just can't. They can't. Yeah. The Giants can't. Yeah, because there were a lot of, like, mistakes where the Cowboys, like, they gave the Giants the chance to pull ahead and get oh, the win. so many times. Like. Yeah. Way too many times. Yeah. No, I could, I could, I could go about, I could go about this all day, but that was the story for the Giants. The Giants fall to seven and four, which, again, you look at this preseason, if you told me the Giants would be seven and four following Thanksgiving, I think every Giants fan would be hooting and hollering and running yeah. through the streets of New York celebrating. Um, but as I said before, you're seven and four, um, but your season's not over. You have six games left. You could very easily end up at seven and 10 to finish the season, which sounds horrible. But yeah. if you go 500 the rest of the way, you finish 10 and seven. And I think that's good enough for a playoff berth and an NFC conference that outside of the NFC East has very few teams with really impressive records. You look at the Vikings, who we'll talk about in a minute because they played on Thanksgiving. The Vikings yeah. dominate the NFC North, but every other division, you look at the NFC South, the Buccaneers at five and five are in first place. It looks like it's going to be a team with a, you know, a 500 or so record making the playoffs out of that comp out of that division. And then you look at the NFC West, which is a two-headed race between the Seahawks and Niners, and neither of them have extremely good records. It's really all in the NFC East. So I think with the Giants, if they can get 10 wins, they can make the playoffs. Now, shifting yeah. gears a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on the Bills and the Lions game. Obviously, the Lions hung around for that whole game, and they proved that I think that Dan Campbell has finally turned the team around and that they look really good. Um, I was I was rooting for them, I have to say, yeah. just because it's a fun story. Uh, the Bills were the better team, and they ended up winning that game. But I want to talk a lot more about the Patriots-Vikings game because that game was, was close for that whole game. The Vikings, after losing 40-3 to to the Cowboys, bounce back and pick up the win. Yeah, I was not expecting that game to be a shootout. I was expecting it to be like all the other games New England has played, where it's very low scoring, you know, a lot of defense. Um, no, it ended up being a shootout like it was Chiefs Bills or something. Yeah, which I was definitely surprised by because you know I was expecting the Patriots just roll over the Vikings on defense, and oh, it to just kind of yeah. be like very low scoring. But no, yeah, it, it was definitely it was back and forth pretty much the whole time. I was surprised, too. Now, I thought the Patriots would win for a lot of reasons. The main one was, wow, the Vikings just got killed and the Patriots had won a few games in a row yeah. where they had, you know, they looked a little good. I was like, I think it'll be low scoring defensive. Patriots will win 17 to 10 or something, right? Yeah. Ends up being a shootout and the Patriots hang in there for a long time. The Vikings pull ahead at the end. Justin Jefferson, man. I mean, he drew too many double teams and ended up leaving guys like Phelan open. 
And it just goes yeah. to show that even though Kirk Cousins is playing in prime time, he can still make it happen. Um, yeah. Despite all of what, what all the haters say. Yeah. That receiver core, it's one of the, definitely one of the best in the league. Especially with the acquisition of Hawkinson from uh, yeah. the Lions. That makes, gives him a good tight end option. So he can throw it upstairs too. Yeah. That performance on Thursday from, from Jefferson in particular, like it, so, it really establishes him as, probably one of if not the best receiver in the league right now i'd put him at number one honestly yeah especially i think you have to look at the game not not against the cowboys who did they play before that they was it the bills they they played somebody that was really good the bills yes, yes. that was yes that, that game. bills game justin jefferson made i don't know if you know the catch i'm talking about it was like an odell beckham jr style yeah. catch in the middle of the field and yeah, that, that was one yeah. of many he went for a way over 100 yards and it was just an MVP-esque performance. And I know that award always goes to a quarterback, but you have to think about a guy like Justin Jefferson on an eight and two Vikings team or nine and two. Now I think they are the Vikings. Um, He's a very good player, but great slate of football on Thanksgiving. In my opinion, you can't go wrong with Thanksgiving football, something great to have on the background. while you eat some of the best food ever, but we're going to turn the page to Sunday. We have a full slate of games, something that makes, the sports world so awesome that you can watch football on Thanksgiving. You get the U S and England playing soccer on black Friday, a full slate of college football on Saturday and a full slate of NFL football on Sunday. It doesn't get much better than that. And I want to start with the New York jets because they're taking on the Chicago bears at home. They're seven point favorites and a lot of controversy surrounding the jets, especially with Zach Wilson getting benched. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I am very excited for this game. <laughs> um, I'm 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 definitely a Mike White fan, especially after last year. Oh yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a Jets fan by any means. I'm a Seahawks fan, but um I don't know. I just something about the way Mike White was playing last year. I I just couldn't get enough of it. It was just <laughs> incredible for the, those couple games where he looked like an MVP. Something else. Yeah. And after that first time that the Jets just got destroyed by the by the Patriots, that first week I think it was what week was that week four week five. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Some it was early yeah. in the season. I knew I when I when I saw that game, I thought that was going to be it. I really, yeah. I think they should have benched Zach Wilson then. Yeah, I think it was like week seven. And or yeah, eight. I know, yeah. I know he's four and three, but I don't know. I don't feel like any of those wins are because of him. Really, I think it's all the defense. Honestly, I agree. Because I mean, and I mean, bringing I I thought they should have brought like Mike White back in sooner. I definitely mm-hmm. think he got a bad, bad rap playing against the Bills for his le- for the last time, especially like the Bills when their defense was at their prime, their offense was at their prime. And I mean, now coming to a Jets team that has a significantly better offense and one of the best defenses in the league, I feel like it's just going to be. I feel like it's he's going to explode. This is such an abnormal situation to have a starting quarterback change when you have a six and four team. Like you just don't see this every day. Like normally it's like you're two and 10 and you're like, all right, let's see what this rookie can do. Right. Let's like, let's switch it up. Like kind of what Indianapolis did earlier in the season by taking out Matt Ryan, which I don't think was the right choice. They have since brought him back. Um, Yeah. But I think that's like a comparable situation to like how it usually turns out. But yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The difference between, I'd say the difference between the Colts and the Jets is, I don't think the Colts have a ch- chance at all of making the playoffs, but the Jets, I feel like if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, it's because they're starting Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's that's really it. 
Yeah. So earlier in the season, a lot of people were saying they were winning in spite of Zach Wilson. And I didn't want to go as far as to say that, that he was horrible. But now I'm starting to think, especially what he said in the press conference, you know, you know, your defense only gave up three points this week. You only scored three points. You know, do you feel like you let the defense down? He said, nope, nope, not at all. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, well, right there, you lose the locker room, right? Yeah. You, You can't do that. What's so hard about taking accountability? I mean, you scored three points. What? I mean, obviously, you didn't do enough to win. Why would you say that you didn't let your defense down? It's so easy to just say, hey, it wasn't good enough today. Defense balled out. They played their hearts out. You know, we let them down. We should have done better. Next week, you know, we're on to Chicago, whatever. Say all the yeah. right things, man. It's that easy. Because you can't control your actions in the past. Everyone yeah. knows you, you, you laid an egg. So why are you going to tell them that you didn't? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because if he didn't say that, I, I don't know if he'd I don't I don't know if he would have gotten benched. Honestly. I agree. I don't think he would I have. I think that was a, that press conference was a big part of it. Now again, honestly, I think he should have been benched regardless. Like I said, I think he should have been benched after that first Patriots game. Now, yeah. granted, I'm not saying Mike White is like the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, but just the the way he lit up that offense last last year when the offense was significantly worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand how you couldn't at least try to take advantage of that again. I uh, Yeah, I agree. I just, it's it's going to be interesting. The fact that they're six and 14, the fact that they're a plus 500 team. Yeah. The fact that they're very much in the playoff race in the AFC. And I know I talked about the NFC East being such a strong division. The AFC East is equally as strong, if not stronger. Um, the Jets are at six and four. The Patriots lost, so now they're at six and five. So the Jets have a chance to to move up a game on the Pats with a win. And of course, the Dolphins and Bills are, are right there with them, either a couple wins ahead. I mean, it's really a neck and neck race. But yeah. I think what you what you said before, the Jets have weapons now. I know Brees Hall is hurt; he's out for the season. Yeah. but he was huge at first. Guy like Garrett Wilson, right out of Ohio State's been been your number one receiver, who's been awesome. And you look at Zach Wilson's stats. I mean. He's thrown for just over 1,200 yards, four touchdowns, and five interceptions, and I believe seven yeah. starts. And he was 5-2 yeah. and two in those starts. His only two losses came to the Patriots. And everyone's like, well, you know, he won five games or won four games, whatever it was. But it's just it doesn't tell the whole story. Like you said before, yeah. there's so much more to it. And I'm interested to see what happens with Mike White under center. I think a home game against the Chicago Bears is the perfect opportunity to sort of do some experimenting, hopefully pick up a win for the Jets. They'll move to seven and four. And with a win, they'll be seven and four. So the Patriots are now at six and five. So it'll be a game up on them. And yeah. the Bills are already eight and three. You can't catch them this week. But the Dolphins, I want to see who they're playing. They're playing the Texans. They're probably going to win that game. So you're yeah. still going to be a game behind the Dolphins and the Bills, but you're still, but you're a game up on the Patriots. So you're right there in the AFC East and you're right there in the playoff hunt. So I don't know. Anything else to say about the Jets before we move on? I don't think so, no. Okay, yeah, I mean, we really covered it all there. And before we sort of say our goodbyes on this abbreviated version of NFL Friday, I want to go through some picks here um, for all the games on Sunday, which are tomorrow for at the time of this recording. So just so we can make our quick picks, maybe a little bit of reasoning as to why, we'll go through the whole slate, and then we'll wrap it up. So first, let's start with this. Buccaneers visiting the Cleveland Browns. They're giving Tampa Bay three points on the road. Who do you have? Oh, that's a hard one. I believe um, Deshaun Watson's coming back. I could be mistaken. Maybe is not. He? Okay. 
No, I think I, actually I, it's Jacoby Brissett. This yeah, might be. Yeah, I think next week is when Watson comes back. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, have not liked watching either of these teams. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. I think, I think equating Brady with Rogers isn't fair. I don't. I think Rogers is significantly worse than Brady this year. With that being said, just something on that team is not working. And I don't yeah. really know what it is because Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are great receivers. Leonard Fournette is a good running back when he has a good run game to use. I, I just think, I don't know if it's the coaching or what, but that, that Buccaneers team is just not really getting it done. So I think I'm going to go with the Browns. I like that pick. I'm going to go with the Bucs. It's a different side. I just think that Tom Brady, he's so old, but he has all those weapons on his side. I don't think the Browns yeah. are that good of a football team. And the yeah. Bucs have won a couple games in a row. They're at five and five now, but they were they were at three and five at one point. They beat the Rams and they beat the Seahawks, your Seahawks, yeah. over over in Munich in Germany, which was a really cool game for a lot of reasons. Just uh NFL ex- expanding the sport more globally, which is awesome. Yeah. Um but I think this is really important for the Bucs to win. I'll take the Bucs. I like them to cover as well. Yeah. Uh, up next, Cincinnati going to visit Tennessee. Um, Cincinnati one and a half point favorites, despite being the road team here. Who do you have? I definitely say Cincinnati, especially with Jamar yeah. Chase coming back. I think oh, it's yeah. gonna. Yeah, it's definitely Cincinnati. I I agree. I think this is sort of the coming out party for the Bengals, who sort of struggled out of the gates, similar to the Rams, except the Rams never really found their footing. They've only kind of fallen more, especially with the injury yeah. of Cooper Cup. I feel like the Bengals have finally. Gotten over the Super Bowl hangover, and they didn't win it, but the AFC champion, whatever you want to call it, you know, yeah. they made it really far. Uh, they've kind of gotten past it, and they're proving that they weren't frauds, and that last year might have been a fluke to the extent of going very far in the playoffs, but I think they're still a very good football team, and yeah, they should pick cool. up a win. I like them to cover here by a point and a half. That's easy. Uh, they'll beat the Titans. All yeah. right, up next, I think this this will have no introduction. This is one of the largest spreads I've seen. Miami hosting the Texans. Miami by 14, according to Vegas. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. I think Miami's going to win. Um, the Texans have, you know, they've given some good teams a run for their money recently. So yep. there might be an upset somewhere there. But that'd be that'd be definitely out of left field. I think yes. Miami's going to I think Miami's going to win too. Um, I made so many picks on NFL Friday that backfired that are sort of like this, these lopsided games, but yeah, it's hard to pick the Texans, especially them being on the road. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if I want 14 points is a big spread if I'm picking the cover, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like Tua could, could take the roof off that stadium. Doesn't even have a roof. I mean, he's just going to be yeah know, throwing that ball down the field. He has two extremely awesome weapons entirely. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Hill and yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we kind of talked about the Jets and the Bears, but we never made our picks. Jets seven point favorites at home. Who do you have? Um, if Mike White's going to do what I think he's going to do, I think it's going to be Jets all day, yep. and especially because um, I I'm I'm not sure what the current update is on it, but I don't believe Fields is playing. I will check right now for you. I, I have it think open. it's still up in the air, but from what I last saw, it was he's I believe it was kind of trending towards not. So okay. That definitely plays a big part of it. If Fields is not playing, that's yeah. definitely going to be a Jets win. If he is, yeah. then that's it's going to be the shootout of the week. Yeah. 
So as of five hours ago, so as of if you're listening to this, as of uh, midday on Saturday, the Bears elevated third stringer Nathan Peterman, the legend himself, um, which is sort of to signal that um, elevated him from the practice squad to signal yeah. that Justin Fields' shoulder most likely means he's going to be absent. That's why you're going to carry another quarterback on your roster. Yeah. So that's yeah, I wouldn't the... be surprised if they just – he might be fine, but they'll probably just take not take the chance and have him on the bench. Yeah. So I like the Jets in this game. You know, if Fields plays, I'd take the Bill, I not the Bills, the Bears to cover. I think they can keep it within a touchdown. But if not, I think the the Jets will run away with this one. Uh, Mike yeah. White's gonna have a lot of fun tomorrow. It's gonna be the one o'clock game. I think the weather's gonna be fifty something degrees, fifty three degrees. It's beautiful yeah. fall football in uh, late late November. So, yeah, that should be a good one. All right, up next, the surging Washington Commanders host the Atlanta Falcons. Washington, a four-point four favorite. I'd say Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Falcons, Falcons, uh, they've been uh, something else this, this year. I don't know. I feel like they have, like, I think Cordell Patterson, definitely one of the best running back, definitely very underrated running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so much of that team just doesn't really work. So I think I'm going to go Commanders. Yeah, I agree with all, all those points you said. I like the Commanders twin. I like them to cover as much as it hurts to say from the Giants' perspective, but they've been so good recently, the Washington yeah. Commanders. Um, and I believe that even with Wentz coming back or Wentz becoming healthy, they're going to stick with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, which I think yeah. is the right choice. I feel like they have to because yeah. even if he's – not like the best quarterback ever. Like he's really just got just given that team so much momentum. He really has. You look at all of his starts. I think I look back to the wild card game against the Buccaneers a couple of years ago, where Tampa was supposed to win by a lot, and Heineke kept it really close. The Buccaneers eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. So I think that says a lot about a guy like Taylor Heineke. Um, yeah, so I have the Commanders in that. All right, this next game's kind of a doozy. Not really looking forward to this one at all, but it's the. Three and seven Broncos taking on the three and eight Panthers in Carolina. Denver a one point favorite on the road. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So Broncos have been interesting to watch since. Well, yeah, I said earlier I'm a Seahawks fan, so that's right. part, that's part of it. <laughs> you guys want yeah. to trade, of course. <laughs> yeah, going into the off season, I knew there was something wrong with the team. I didn't know if it was Russell Wilson or if it was Pete Carroll. I think we can say for certain that it's definitely it was definitely Russell Wilson. Yeah, Pete Carroll's that guy. I love him. Yeah, He's a great coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Broncos really just. I don't know that I'm. I'm probably not even going to watch that game to be honest. <laughs> um, I'd say the Broncos just because. I don't know. I I feel like it's a coin toss, really. Because when the Panthers get stuff going, they. It, it's not often, but they really, really run the score up. Yeah. But then again, the Broncos have had a surprisingly resilient defense. So I don't know. I, I'm going to say Panthers, but it, it's really a coin toss. Yeah. I mean, I would flip a coin to pick this game. I'm going to go with the Broncos just to keep it more interesting. Yeah. Um, I think they're a little bit better, but again, I really couldn't give you much more than that because it's just an abysmal matchup on both sides. Yeah. Um, I have a few more games to get to here. Ravens going into Jacksonville, they're three and a half point favorites despite being seven and three and the Jaguars being three and seven. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens are gonna get this. 
they've been a little iffy some games. I'm not sure why. Something I don't. I I think it's an off something in the offense just isn't working right. Maybe an off- offensive coordinator just isn't really syncing with the team. But I'd say Ravens definitely. Yeah, Ravens should win. I think they'll cover easily as well. Um, yeah, you know, going to visit Jacksonville can be a trap game. It kind of was for the Giants as they yeah. were a yard away from losing that one. But um, yeah. Credit yeah, no, Jacksonville, Jacksonville because they're yeah. not as bad as they appear to be. I think Doug Peterson's done some good things despite Trevor Lawrence yeah. not being the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, no, Jacksonville, they can definitely give you a run for the money. Christian Kirk's been – he's definitely exploded since leaving Arizona. Yeah. I like yeah, that acquisition he's definitely, for him. He's really, really shown himself. So it's gonna that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so next up we sort of get into the later window, um, 405 on the East Coast here. Chargers taking on the Cardinals in a classic West Coast matchup. They're giving yeah. the Chargers three points on the road. I'd say Chargers easy. Yeah, this is a, this is probably the easiest pick of the week for me. I'm not yeah. sure why the spread's so close. The uh, I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray's not playing, as far as yeah. I know. Um, I can double check that. Yeah, um, I I have not liked Arizona this year at yeah. all. At least he didn't play last week, so I don't yeah. know if that's going to change. Arizona's not look good with or without him. And the yeah. Chargers, they may be five and five, but Justin Herbert, man, that guy can sling it. I mean, he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think their defense really just needs work. But against the Cardinals, it's not going to matter. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. No, no, no question. Uh, another late, late window game here. Raiders taking on your Seahawks. You guys get four points at home. I like yeah. the Seahawks in this, but I need to hear from the Seahawks perspective. Yeah. So, um, I'm not a big fan of the Raiders, honestly. I've uh, there's a lot. Of, there's always a lot of hype around them, especially fantasy wise, every year, and they never really seem to deliver. Mm-hmm. I really think the only player who's consistently delivered this year is Devontae Adams, and that's about all they have. Josh Jacobs, maybe, but he's kind of disappeared since he had that one, one like three touchdown week. So yeah, that was huge for me in yeah. fantasy. <laughs> I have to say that was crazy. Yeah, I feel like coming out of that loss of Buccaneers, I feel like Seahawks are gonna get 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 it together. I I think they're gonna get the win because I I don't think the Raiders really have much legs beyond Devontae Adams. Yeah, I think the Seahawks get back in the win column here. Um, they're at six and four now again, which is still a really good record. Um, yeah, considering where you guys thought you'd be at the start of the season, this is gonna yeah. be you're contending for an NFC West title. And the other team contending for an NFC West title, the San Francisco 49ers, and they're hosting the New Orleans Saints, 425 yeah. on Fox. San Francisco is a nine-point favorite. Yeah. I like San Francisco a lot in this game. I don't think the Saints are very good. Uh, what do you think? I'd say San Francisco easy. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, that offense. Just, that offense is just explosive. Yeah, especially yeah. with Christian McCaffrey now. You have a lot of weapons to work with. And so both the Seahawks and the Niners win means they'll be tied for first. Although I believe the Niners have the tiebreaker at this point via head to head. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, But that could change. Um, Right. They've have they played each other twice yet? Or is it just the one matchup? Um, I can confirm that right now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They play again uh, Thursday, December 15th. So right now, the Niners got the best of the Seahawks in week two, but um, yeah. so they currently have the tiebreaker, but that could change. So a lot, a lot of football to play. I like the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks, and I also like the Niners for them to both go to seven and four. Now I touched on the, <laughs> I touched on the spread of the Dolphins game being fourteen and how crazy that is. 
there is a larger spread as the Chiefs are 15 and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams at home. Wow. Um, no Matthew Stafford, of course. Not that yeah. that would matter, and no Cooper Cup. So yeah, the Rams the are really Chiefs a bunch of yeah, yeah. If the Chiefs don't win this, um, I'm going to say they don't deserve to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, look, look at this. We're on Zoom right now, but the, yeah. the ESPN win circle is like – yeah, it's like ninety six percent in favor of of the yeah. C, of the of the Chargers. I mean, not the Chargers, yeah. the, the the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs. <laughs> they, they can't lose this. They, they can't. Like, I think the Rams' defense has been better than people were expecting, but other than that, like, they got nothing. Yeah, and you look Just at the nothing. you look at the Chiefs. I mean, rookie Isaiah Pacheco has turned out to be a great a great back for them. Travis yeah. Kelsey, I think, is just. Ben and Monster, and then the absence of uh, Tyree Kill, a lot of other receivers have stepped up, and Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. So I'd have the yeah. Chiefs in that game by a mile. Two yeah. more games to pick as we sort of are running out of time here on the on the on the Zoom here. Packers, Eagles, Sunday night football. Eagles are getting six and a half at home. Yeah, I'm gonna say Eagles. Um, definitely been a little shaky the past two weeks, but um, yeah, I definitely say Eagles. Don't like the Packers this year. Packers just are no longer the team that they were that we grew up with for our whole yeah. lives. They just they just aren't. It's sad to say you let Devontae Adams, a receiver of that caliber, walk. Aaron Rodgers' talent has sort of declined a little bit. And he just he doesn't seem like he has the same level of fight in him that you used to see yeah. in that. And he had a vintage performance against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. Yeah. It was cool to see him back playing like Aaron Rodgers should. But he just yeah. not much else. I like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to cover in this game. And that wraps up Sunday's slate. We have a not-so-great Monday night football game, but Jeff Saturday and the Colts hosting the Steelers. Saturday's team getting two-and-a-half points on a Monday night game. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts. I don't love either team this year, offensively or defensively, really. If I'd say... I don't know. I feel like this is going to be like the Broncos Colts game where it's just going to be a, a, a defensive slugfest and not yeah. a lot of scoring. Yeah, I see that as, as well. I like that the Colts, the Colts almost knocked off the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Look, man, I don't know. I don't know a lot about coaching, but what I do know is that Jeff Saturday has brought fuel to the fire for the Colts. And that's, it's cool to see that they're playing yeah. up to it. And yeah. one of the biggest Colt fans in the world, Pat McAfee is all, is all over that coverage. And it's cool to see him and, that whole Colts fan base coming to life uh, with a big mid midseason coaching change like they did. But yeah. That'll do it. That's going to be week 12 slate in the NFL. We had three get great games on Thanksgiving, full slate on Sunday. And after that, we have just about a month and change to go in the NFL season. Can the Giants and Jets make the push to the postseason? Only time will tell. But for Ryan Whiteman and the whole WFUV sports crew, I'm Bridge Gotham saying so long. Enjoy your weekend of football. NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports.